Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari. Happy Tuesday. Happy belated New Year. And we are in a really big week. I know that um, this week we have a supermoon, blue moon, and lunar eclipse all happening at one time, (laughs) all happening actually tomorrow. And I figured it was a good time to get back on the air and to talk about some things that I think is top of mind, uh, that are top of mind for a January time frame for the the New Year mindset, and that is making big changes. And I know that it's a little cliche, but the beginning of the year, is it is top of mind. So we're going to go over some interesting nuances and some key ways to make major changes a lot easier for you this year. The good thing that you have going for you is that we are in hyper um, refined frequencies now. It's not like back in 2012 where things were really slow and hot, heavy, and you know, like leading up to 2012. We really are it's energy, which is why you see so much craziness out in the world with a variety of different political situations and um, weather situations and all sorts of other situations that we're not going to bog this call down with, but you all know what they are, and I'm sure you're affected by something that's going on that um, out the bigger macrocosm of our, our world. But today what I wanted to focus on is you and your ability to harness these frequencies that we have available to us and your um, uh, just your ability to start to create or actually choose the new directions that you'd like to go in. And I'm going to give you some key um, tips and, uh, and some steps to take so that you can make those changes and, and get moving with those. And we're also going to apply some of the work, on the parallel reality work that I'm very much into um, to make those changes even easier than you would ever expect. So, um, all that being said, I do have two announcements, and then we'll get into our content for tonight. And that is, the first thing is, I am offering a new type of private session. It's an Akashic Record reading, but with Parallel Reality. So, we'll be accessing both your Akashic Records and your Catalog of Parallel Realities, um, which means, you know, all the multiple versions of you that you can choose from to shift and make changes in your life. And it's a you can have a half hour session or a full hour session. If you haven't seen the email, make sure you're signed up on our email list. When I send out uh, information about this podcast, I'll, I'll be sending out, or probably you'll see another email later this week um, about these new sessions. I'm not going to say how many I'm going to do. It looks like so far I'm going to do about um, probably we'll start with ten. 
just because my schedule is kind of crazy with our mastermind, with our advanced folks. But um, this is something that was channeled to me the other day, and I really always embrace something when it's sort of downloaded from on high when I'm asking what's next, what's next for everybody, what do, what do folks need out there. Um, this, this reading is uh, it's kind of going back beyond the formalities of former Akashic readings, which had a lot of stringent rules. Um, seems like the rules have been loosened up a bit and, um, and brought in to accommodate the new frequencies that were, we're dealing with now. So I think it'll be very informative. It'll get you'll get some, you know, one on one time with me and we can sort of dig in and see where you're at and get you going. Um so if you'd like one of those readings, make sure to check your email for the latest um information. And if you don't have an email uh in your inbox, you can write us at support at aha moments dot com and we'll get you um the information. I did not put it on the website yet because it was so new. So I, I, a lot of times I don't put things on the website just because I don't have to, I'm rough running um, a bit too much. But um, yeah, if you don't, if you don't have the email in your inbox, you can um, certainly send us a, an email at our support, support at ahamomotink.com. And then the other thing is that we are now opening registration for my invitation application only Frequency First Mastermind um course. And what that is, is six weeks of group coaching and between three and six weeks of private coaching, depending on which level you choose. And then um, access to be able to go to to come see me in La Jolla in June for our Summit by the Sea uh, retreat, which is held right on the ocean. Um, We're going to have a really powerful um, time this week. This, This year it'll be June 8th, 9th, and 10th is our Summit by the Sea. Um, and so the mastermind, I have 10 spots um, that I'll be opening up in the mastermind for March. So we're starting to take the registrations now, and we'll start very promptly first week in March with the group classes. And so if you'd like an application for that, patient application only, um, and see if you qualify to participate, it's a very intensive um, advanced work with parallel realities, multidimensional manifesting, and electromagnetic fields. We're going to be doing um, quite a bit of advanced work as we, we do. A, a, you know, a, it's all channeled, so it you know it advances as we go. But we'll be doing quite a bit of refinement in the manifesting work um, and in the parallel work, etc. So if you've taken courses in the past. Um, this is way beyond that because it's all cumulative. It builds on each other. And so a lot of the information from from before has been upgraded exponentially. So if you'd like to participate in the advanced work, um, especially now with the new frequencies and the, you know, the incoming energies that we have and all these shifts and changes that are go, we're going through at, um, in the world at large, a great time to sort of dive deep and harness all of this energy and use it to your advantage. So um, you can send us an email at support at ahamomentinc.com. I think there's an application on the website, but I know we've had some tech issues with that. I don't want you to go through that whole application and then it swallows up your info and it does. So I'm just to, um, just to cover all bases send us a support email, support at ahamomentsync.com, and we'll get you the application so that uh, we'll get you the questions so that um, you don't lose your work. All right? So 
those are two big things, um, fun things, and I'm excited about both of them. And now let's move on to uh, change and making change happen. Also, if I'll be taking, if you guys call in, I'll be taking um, some questions later in the show. So you can call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two six two six. It's nine one seven eight eight nine two six. All right, so love to hear from you if you would like to ask a question about our topic tonight or um, anything else that's relevant. I'd love to hear from you. All right, so let's talk about change, making changes, major changes, even minor changes. Um, you know, there's it's it's interesting because uh, we always one of the things people just make a change they judge themselves harshly and say you start to look for what's wrong with you, right? What's wrong? Okay, I don't have enough of this and I don't have enough of that. And uh, and, and, and if this is that way, and then we start to go into regret, and we start to go into guilt and shame and blame and all of that. And that actually loads the change process up pretty good with some negative energy, with kind of what we would call, you know, backwards energy, purgatory, and I call it purgatory energy. And so the first thing I'd like you to do is sort of just drop the judgments because, the frequency is very interesting. It's just like I talk to my advanced students about this a lot. The analogy I like to use, the example I like to use is a, a flock of starlings, you know, those birds that fly in these huge numbers, thousands of them, and they, they go in all different directions, and they make all kinds of shapes in the air, and they then all of a sudden they all land. And then they go out of nowhere, just and they all they just go in all varieties of formations. And that's kind of how frequency is. You know, it's kind of scattered and random. And then when you start focusing attention on it, it starts to order itself and create whatever change your thoughts are most focused on. And it's really actually that simple. Very efficient. The change process is way more efficient than most people think. So when you are um, focusing your thoughts and you're saying, okay, I want to make some forward-moving changes, please do yourself a favor and not start backwards by putting yourself down. Just say, you know what, I'm cool the way I am. However, I'd like to make my life even more efficient. I'd like to clean the clutter that's in my house. I'd like to lose the weight or, you know, um, make more money or whatever those changes are and have a relationship, prepare myself for a relationship. But make sure that you can do that from a loving place, from a place of expansiveness. And that's the first major key is, to shift your perception about where your engine is coming for change. You know, there's a there's a rule of thumb that we have. Well, there's three um, types of energy. There's um, generative energy, creative energy, and institutive energy, or administrative energy. So generative energy is what makes your engines turn on to actually move forward. What is it? Rebellion? I'll show you. I'll show her. I have a friend who does that. I'll show her, you know, and then, she goes off and takes my list of things and goes off and tries to make those change, you know, makes those shifts for herself. Um, I've had actually several people do that, which is really interesting to observe. Um, so that I'll show you energy. There's also from sadness or panic, you know, unless you're in a mass panic, you don't really get up enough momentum to get beyond your resistances and make those changes. Most of the time we sort of are a lot of the time until we learn, um, how to manage generate what generates how to turn on our engine um the generative energy we do it from a negative place we wait till the last minute i know for me i 
um, I was always like this, and I still kind of am, you know, I kind of procrastinate, so I feel like my back is up against the wall because I work really well under pressure. I get very decisive. Um, I can handle a lot of stress at one time. And, you know, when I have, I work in highs and lows, so when I'm, you know, in a high work mode, I can, you know, do 12-hour days for quite for quite some time. And then when I'm not in work mode, I don't, you can't get me to move. It's like I'm just kind of an all-or-nothing person, so I always have to sort of manage that and be a little bit, you know, more tempered with that. But if you know what your generative energy is, um, then what happens is that if, let's say, um, you always had a family member put you down, a parent, a mother, father, say, oh, you know, you'll never amount to this, you'll never amount to that, and you got that I'll show you energy through your childhood, you will create I'll show you situations with bosses and coworkers and friends and all that to get your energy to, so that you'll make a change, right? So you want to start to shift that, become very conscious. What's the energy that turns your engines on? Where are you originating your engines from? Because if you're originating from a chaotic place, making that change is going to be hard to do in the long run. Um, if you are doing it from a despondent place, be very, very stressful. And what you do is you set up energy um, to meet you on the other side of the change, and it, it could be even more chaotic. So, for instance, when I was moving from New Jersey to California, I had a horrible um, living situation where I was, people were living over my head, and they had this huge dog, and the landlord was a jerk, and it was, oh, it's horrible. And then, you know, everything started to kind of break down. I had always loved living there, and but, you know, it was like one year, it was just like, I could see, feel the winds of change, the tornado of change, because all these things started to go wrong. A car flipped over in front of the house. A, another tree next door sliced right through the middle of the house, totaled the house. We had Hurricane Irene, Hurricane Sandy. It was all kinds of crazy stuff. And I was like, it's time for me to get out of here. It's time for me to get out of here. And the more I thought about it, the more angry I would get. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I was creating and I was generating this really chaotic um you know, I'll show you energy that was creating enough churn and torque for me to have the courage to, you know, sort of eject myself out of the East Coast and, and, and push myself to the West Coast. To leave your family 3,000 miles, behind, you know, behind and not have any real friends in, in you know, 3,000 miles away where you're going and, and kind of just going off on this knowing that you needed to be there. So I use a lot of chaotic push um, throttle energy. But when I got to California, I did not, and that was, even though I lived next to the beach and all that, I did not particularly land in a nice, calm, bucolic, wonderful space. Uh, much better now, but I, I, there was a tremendous amount of chaos in the first few years I was here. Tremendous. I mean, it was like everything was rearranging itself. Um, there was a lot of churn went through a lot of, you know, meeting a lot of people, you know, that came and went. There was a tremendous amount of churn. I'm just starting to feel settled now and, and have a handle on that, and it's about three years in. So wherever, whatever you generate your change from is what you're going to meet on the other side of that change. And that's my point. So if you can generate your change from a place of inspiration, a place of love, a place of forgiveness, a, a place of um, high expectancy, a place of childlike wonder, 
meaning like, wow, I wonder what it would be like to to be 20 pounds lighter and to be able to go play tennis and, and, and get one of those cute outfits that I've always wanted. I wonder what that would be like to be able to get up and, and, and go go on a vacation without worrying about having to lose 20 pounds before I go. You know, those things, if you come up with a better question, if you come up with a better impetus for it, you're going to have a, a smoother, you're setting up the energies and the frequencies to work with you in a smoother way so that when you land that change, you're not landing in the midst of chaos on the other side of it, okay? So um, the, next, the next thing besides understanding your, um, you know, how to begin uh, your change is to have a system for making that change. So getting organized and making a list, and this is a, the step-by-step system that I, I um, actually try to have my clients use and that I use for myself. Um, you want to make a list and of the changes that you want to make and what each change will bring for you. Because when you if you're if you're just like the average person like myself, all day long you're thinking about things you need to shift, right? You're just, oh yeah, you know you're doing your hair. Oh, I really need a new haircut. Oh, you're going to the gym. Oh yeah, I really need to you know figure out this weight thing. Oh, you're about to eat a meal and and you're like you know I really need the kale. I really should have that those vitamins. But gosh, you know those mashed potatoes look so much better. You know that type of thing. Oh, I need to change my eating habits. You know we kind of go from uh, that. But what so what you want to do is make a list, write it down. And that sounds, you know, elementary, but it is important. And then what each change will bring for you. Not just, okay, I'll I'll lose 20 pounds, but what will that mean? What will that actually uh, represent? You know, will it represent, uh, you know, you'll feel sexier or more confident. Um, you'll be able to do activities that you have currently been able to do. Um, you'll fly on the plane and comfortable in the seat, you know, all that kind of thing. Write down what each change will bring for you because you need to know what the stakes are, okay? That's really important when it comes to giving yourself efficient and positive generative energy to make the change, okay? Because all the changes are going to be challenging. No change is not doesn't come with its challenges. Even when you're going from something that's been negative to positive, if you're very used to the negative, it's your default um, you know, it, it, a lot of people, I watch it all the time. I watch it with my friends, and they're just like sort of really gripped onto this negative thought process. And then that negative thought process gets them a variety of different things, attention, um, gives them a soft place to sort of not get anything done, to, to feel like a victim and all that kind of thing. And sometimes that actually is, you know, feels good to just be a victim because you don't have to take responsibility. You don't have to, you know, step out of the way. You can you know, wallow a bit and, and just sort of not have to face, you know, any kind of responsibility or, or and, and, and judgment on, on that. So one of the things um, you want to do is um, after you write, so, uh, okay, let me get to step two here. After you write your list and then what each change will bring for you, you want to rank these changes from what would seem to be the hardest to change to the easiest, 
Okay, so you want to, you know, if it's 10 different things, you want to rank them from 1 to 10. 1 being the, the most difficult to shift in your mind, all the way down to what seems that would be the easiest. Okay, and then you want to write payoffs for making each of these changes. So, yes, you've talked about what each change will bring you. Um, think about the payoff. Think about the payoff. You know, I have um, there, there's there's I have a friend who lost a, a tremendous amount of weight. She looks amazing, and but it took you know a really long time, 15 months. And you know, when you're starting on a 15 a two year process to lose you know 100 plus pounds. It's a long way, right? It's a long way. But the payoff on the other side of that is complete life change, complete. It opens up relationships. It opens up job opportunities. It opens up, you know, fashion. It opens up movement. It opens up health. It opens up so many things. So that was an extremely high-stakes change, right? So, but and she had, but you have to get very, very committed to understanding what the payoff is going to be before you embark on it, because if you don't and you just go at it like, okay, judging yourself, oh, I've got to lose weight because, I, you know, I look horrible. I just have to lose this weight. I just have to, and you go at it from an abusive, self-abusive position, you won't, you, it will not be enough momentum to get you through the hard days. Just absolutely will not do it. So you want to write down um, what's the biggest payoff, okay, and, may, and there'll be probably a list of payoffs. And then you want to do two things. You want to evaluate these, this list, and you want to pick the hardest one and the easiest one to tackle. Now, I always say, uh, there's, I, this is an exercise I do with my advanced folks, and I say, you know, they make these lists, and I say, ask yourself, of all these things, what's the thing that if I that that'd be the hardest thing to do that I, that I'm the most afraid of? So for my friend, it was you know losing the weight. She just said, you know what, this is the key. This is the root cause of my misery in pretty much all areas of my life, and I got I got I'm going after it. And she did, and she was very consistent. Not that she didn't have time, and she's you know up and down, whatever. But she's the overall overarching project. She was in for the long haul. And so you want to pick the hardest one and the easiest one. And those are the two that you tackle the fir- first. The hardest one will probably have the biggest payoff. And that is the one you really need to think about. And you can break it down into smaller steps, but if you tackle the hardest one and you get the right team involved because you don't want to do this, know how to do this, who've already done it, even if it's reading books about people who've been successful at this type of change, um, you know, speaking with experts, getting the support you need, doing the research, really making it, you know, your kind of your crusade mission. Um, that's going to have the biggest, not only the biggest effect as far as, you know, your, your results are going to feel the best, but it's going to give you confidence for all of the other in-between changes. It's going to make everything pale by comparison. Everything is going to seem easy when you've tackled that big one. And it's going to give you confidence, and it's going to give you long-range confidence. And that in your frequency, I'm not even talking about frequency yet. I'm just talking about like the mundane, like the muggle side of things. I always say muggle versus magician, right? Muggle being like kind of the regular human and magician being your alchemical self. And, um, 
and your energetic self. And so, you know, this is just the muggles, and we haven't even talked about parallels or frequencies or anything like that. But if you pick the hardest thing and then pick the easiest thing to tackle first, the easiest thing is going to give you some speed, right, because there's probably something that's going to be a little bit shorter, and, you know, it might be like clean out the closet or something like that. The biggest one is give you that, that, that backbone. It's kind of like the axle in your car. It's like the axle in your car. Now, once you have those two things, then you're going to break those down into steps. And basically, probably the biggest one, you probably need to do some research. So the small one, you probably just need to roll up your sleeves and, and have at it. But the bigger one, you probably need to start off with some research. So what's the best way in creating a plan and, and maybe even putting together a team of support, okay, um, to, to help you through that change, whatever that change might be. The next thing is, once you're ready to start working through this change, one of the best things you can do, and this is now where you sort of start to shift into the clearing, into the energetic aspect of things, one of the best things you can do is to do some clearing, okay? And that could be anything from uh, using smudge, like, you know, a smudge stick, the the dried sage, to... um, I love doing Epsom salt and um, alcohol clearing, which is just taking a pot, putting it on your stove, pouring a little bit of Epsom salt, a little bit of rubbing alcohol, and write down all the things you want to eliminate on a piece of paper and then burn that in the blue flame. You can even just light the flame and not burn any paper in it. But I always put my exhaust fan on my, uh, on, on, over the stove on when I do this so that this, this paper starts smoking a little bit, doesn't set off your smoke alarms in the house. Um, but that's a really powerful clearing, and um, and you, so you always want to start when you're when you're getting ready to embark on one of these big change projects. You want to start with clearing, and you want to be consistent with the clearing. You know, sometimes when I was going through some major shifts last year, I was doing clearings every single day, um, and and then I backed off of that, and I noticed. Just about two days ago, I said, "Oh, you know, I'm feeling so tired." I went, and I started to ask my guides, "What, you know, what's going on?" And, and they're like, "You need to do some more clearing now." Because I started to go to, to to move forward with some shifts of my own, and um, and had just I had moved, and there's a lot of lot of big shifts that I've had in the fall had in the fall, and I just kind of um, had stopped doing a lot of clearing, and it's just that big energy shift. That old energy has to be transmuted into fresh energy. It never really goes away. It just it just transmutes. Either your good energy turns to, you know, heavy is loaded up with heaviness, or your heavy energy is transmuted into clear energy. And energy doesn't really disappear. It just transmutes. So, um, as you clear and cleanse yourself, and you can do that, like I said, with smudging. You can do that with the the blue flame. You can take a hot salt bath. You know, you can do all of that. You can make sure you go out to the beach and you sort of lift your spirits and lift yourself up. That's going to be really important as you go through this change process because as soon as you embark on this list, especially the biggest thing, you're going to hit up on a, a bunch of, on a bunch of things that were the blocks that made you not want to make the change in the first place. And those have to go somewhere, right? You start, you start to face each thing and maybe you get a therapist or whatever you get. And each thing comes up, and then that energy has to transmute. So you want to do regular clearings alongside of your other 
you know, steps. Let's say you're losing weight, so you're doing, you know, going to the gym, you're doing your diet or whatever, and then you're also doing your clearing, letting go, letting go, managing through the emotional things that come up, letting them go, letting them go, being uncomfortable. When you embark on any kind of change, you have to know that you can't stay the same and get the change. And if there's anything I see with my clients and my friends and family and, you know, people who talk to me and they they wallow and they complain and this is never changing and I wish somebody would finally do something to make this shift and I wish the guys would just send me the money and, you know, it's generally, and then you say, well, why don't you do this? Oh, I don't, I, oh, that never works for me. Oh, why don't you do that? Oh, that never works for me. Oh, why don't you do that? Oh, I tried that once for two seconds and it didn't work. You know, basically they're saying, I want to stay the same, but I want this huge change. I want to stay the same. I don't want to, I don't want to be uncomfortable. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. Oh, that's so hard. You know, my, um, <laughs> Dimitri, my uh, dance partner, um, he says to me, he, he says, you know, you have to get into your uncomfortable zone. You have to, he says, you have to be always, you know, good or you're really wanting to advance your skills. You have to go into your uncomfortable, he's from Russia. He says, you have to go into your uncomfortable zone. And it, it, it really is true. I want to get a T-shirt that says that. Are you in your uncomfortable zone? Because that's where change happens. You know, when you're working out, my, my personal trainers say it too. They just like, look, you know, you have to get used to being uncomfortable. It that's just that's where the change is taking place. If you're feeling like, oh, this is so easy, you know, I'm hanging on the treadmill, and your body is not getting pushed enough to have those changes that the results that you're looking for. So, um, there is a a, a a level of discomfort that you have to be willing to endure as you're going through that change. Now, this is why it was so important when you're making your list to rank the changes, okay, and and, and to write down what um, each change would bring you. Because one of the things that the personal development people always talk about is knowing your why. Why are you doing this? And why are you invested in this? And it's not just you know, wear a size four. It's how do I feel about myself when I'm that size four? Am I more confident? Do I feel, do I take better care of myself in relationships because I feel like I can get whoever I want? I don't have to settle. Um, do I feel uh, more buoyant in my ability to uh, have a variety of activities I can do for pleasure and enjoyment um, versus, you know, one or two things I can do because I don't have the energy or the stamina or I don't have to, my joints hurt too much. You know, so you want to know your why, because when it comes to living in the uncomfortable zone, you have to, while you're being uncomfortable, also be very invested in your why and very invested in what the payoff is for this. And that brings us to the next thing, which is also knowing, and you might want to write this down when you're doing your list, what's going to happen if you don't make the change? Like, what will life look like in a year if you don't make this change? What, what, what's going what's to continue to go by the wayside? So you're giving your mental, what you're really doing is you're setting your psyche up for success because you can incorporate energetics into it, but if your psyche is really kind of on steroids trying to break you down, you're going to use the energetics against yourself because the energetics just pretty much amplify your core beliefs, right? So 
it's important to say, okay, look, I am in the process of changing, so I'm not going to be perfect. Um, but I know why I'm doing this. I know not just the, 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 the physical uh, reward, but I also know the emotional reward, the mental rewards, the, the frequency rewards. I know the, the, you know, kind of these, you know, uh, you know, even the bonus rewards of these things. And then there's going to be some surprises. There's going to be some really amazing surprises. I remember when I lost a bunch of weight <laughs> last uh, fall. And uh, I was getting ready for a dance competition, and I lost, I don't know, I, I went and started going to Orange Theory, really, really hard, high-intensity working workout thing. And it kicked my butt. I mean, like, it was crazy. But I remember um, <laughs> I, I, got, I got such a bad rap for this from Dimitri. I ran into ran my car into a pole <laughs> in the parking lot, and just because I think I, was, I turned too tight and it was like a pole, you know, like it's an underground parking lot and I turned too tight and I did my spatial thing and my head was off. And what I realized, and then I ran into something else. It was just brushing things, you know, but he was like, what's the matter with you? You need to take the driving test over again. How do you survive? You're crazy. What I realized was that I had lost so much weight so fast that I was really, I, my butt was smaller and I was so low in the seat that I couldn't really see like I used to be able to see. <laughs> so I like heard, I was like, why do I keep doing this? Like, I know that I'm not like senile or anything like that. And I realized I was not, my visibility was lower because I was lower in the seat. So um, I raised the seat up. Hasn't happened again since I did that because I could see again. It was like, oh. Well, it would make sense. You know, if you lose 30, 40 pounds, yeah, like, yeah, you kind of lower the seat. you got to pull the seat up. you got to readjust yourself, you know. So, I mean, it was <laughs> – and he was like, so you were telling me that you ran into pole because your butt got too small? <laughs> but <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's what it was. And he's like, okay, that's that's just great. All right. All righty. But it's true. It, it, it was. I mean, it's one of those things. But here's the thing. You'll have these, I call them uh, quality of life rewards, right? So that's a quality of life reward. Um, I know one of my friends, she lost a bunch of weight. She got into the airport, got an airplane seat. She didn't need a, a, a seatbelt extender. And she was able to, like, put her elbows on the side of the, you know, gravated and all that. And she was so happy. She could fly and she could, you know, really feel comfortable again because she was really, really uncomfortable on previous flights. So is these are quality of life measurements. These are the little surprise nuggets that you get along the way that you don't necessarily expect or or even think about until they actually happen, okay? So these are some of the extra rewards. Um you know, intrinsic rewards. Now, once you, uh, as you're about to embark on this, you also want to create a reward system for yourself. Because often, often when we have something that we need to change, we've been rewarding ourselves with um, something that's not necessarily positive. So, for instance, if um, you have uh, someone who's sort of naturally always defaulting on victimization or being pessimistic, um, they their reward system is just not having to be accountable, right? They don't have to go and take another risk on with their emotions or, uh, you know, et cetera, their body or whatever. 
uh, if you, you know, if you're overweight, your reward system has been food or your reward system has been not exercising. So you say, oh, you know, I'm just going to take it easy today. Oh, no, I don't want to hurt my knees. Oh, no, I don't want to, you know, feel tired. I'm just going to um, just allow myself to sit here on the couch so the reward system is negative. So as you're put in, in, in going against, you know, the change that you want to make, and then you put yourself into that horrible loop. So one of the other things you want to add to this, this process is a reward, a new reward system, okay? So um, if you want to have, like, short, medium, and long-range rewards, you don't want to just say, okay, when I'm a size 4, I'm going to get an evening gown, and you're a size 22. I mean, that's a long ways off. It's not, you know, it's not really fair to yourself. That's not going to carry you through, you know, on those days where you kind of need a reward right now this minute, like like within the range of a candy bar kind of reward, like right this second, you know. So um, I know today I was really depleted. The last couple of days I was really, really depleted, and I think a lot of it has to do with the full moon because the, the actual I'm a Leo and the full moon that the eclipse that we're having and the super blood moon, new moon, blue moon thing, <laughs> and eclipse is happening tomorrow morning. Um, and the last few days I've just been like, face planting like oh my gosh so exhausted um wanted to like cancel appointments just didn't you know i didn't but i just really wanted to um i even took a nap yesterday which i never do and i was like i was like okay i'm gonna sleep just for an hour just for an hour i'm sleeping for three and never really woke up well after i you know took the nap so today knowing i had to do the show and um clients after whatever i i decided to take a quick run over to the beach and, um, you know, had a nice yerba mate tea, which I know usually gives me a little boost. And I, you know, gave myself 20 minutes at the beach, and I just did a lot of deep breathing, some stretching, uh, took some pictures for Instagram, and just did a little truncated version of a of beach time because I, I, sometimes I get so busy I don't get over there. And I uh, grabbed a, a nice lunch and came back and, and I was ready to go. I did some clearing, you know, did a little smudging before the show, and then, you know, off we go. So um, it's a different kind of reward system. In the old days, I might have had, um, you know, needed to have uh, a, a chocolate bar. I might have canceled the show or or whatever. Um, but that's counterproductive because then you have to reschedule all that stuff, right? And it throws everybody else's schedule off. So I'm more likely now to push through um, but to find other ways of nurturing, you know, that are not going to be detrimental to the greater good of the change, of the bigger changes. And that's what you want to do is find what are the – you can even make a, a, a sub-list of what reward systems do you have that can be small, medium, large, you know, um, that – that'll make you feel good, you know, that'll make you feel good along the way, not waiting all the way to the big crescendo thing. You know, you say, oh, I'm going to lose enough weight and be on the cover of People magazine in their annual, you know, lost 100 pound issue. Okay, that's great. But what are you going to do when you showed up at the gym and you really didn't want to? What's your What's your reward? You know, what's that reward? What are you going to give yourself for that? So how are you going to acknowledge yourself to that? Are you going to be self-deprecating and say, well, thank God you did that. At least you got, you know, this one in, you know, because normally you don't. Are you going to be self-abusive and say, hey, you know what? I did, 
I did really great. I'm going to give myself a new water bottle, you know, I'm going to, with a fancy spout or something, or something that keeps the water cold all the time. So really remind me, you know, something like that. Give yourself something that's in alignment with, with you know, with the progression. Okay, so um, now let's just talk a little bit about um, how to incorporate energy work into this. So you have now you've done all of the leg work as far as the physical, but what about the energetic? Because if you don't include the energetic, things can get very arduous. And with the when you include the include the energetic, you know, spirit is very efficient. Uh, the energy is very very efficient. And and remember, there is no change that doesn't already exist. So even though in your mental mind and your physical beta consciousness, you're thinking, okay, I have to make my body change and I have to do all these things. What you're really doing is you're choosing a parallel version of yourself where that change has already happened. So you're already 75-pound fighter. You're already um, what you know in that relationship or have that whatever thing you want or you know have that new job or whatever. You already have, there's the version of you that's already there. So, and and these changes, this list that you made is really just an average day in the life of the version of you who already has the change complete. So if you're a size 22 and you want to be a size 4, the size 4 version of you already exists. But in order to be her, you need to take on her lifestyle, right? You need to take on her or his um, regimen. So as you start to exercise and you start to eat well, you're taking on the natural lifestyle of the version of you that doesn't have the extra weight. You're literally stepping into the new parallel, stepping into your life as that new person. And when you start to perceive it as that, now it's not this arduous thing. Instead of making the change, the the origination point of your change. Now listen to this closely because this is going to be heady for a lot of people. Uh, my advanced people, not so much, but if you're new to this, this is going to feel a little heady. Think about it. If you are the size 22 here and you're the size 4 there, both of you already exist. There's no, you know, unparalleled, everything already exists. So you're always just choosing another aspect of yourself as opposed to having to create something new. So let's, she's already there. Okay, he already exists. Now, you can orient yourself from the version of you, you primarily orient yourself from the version of you that needs, that has the flaw and struggle, strain, strife. Or you can orient, choose to orient yourself primarily from the new version of you and make those changes, allow that new version of you to fully load in. So then, of course, the change is going to be easier because you're going to just be taking on what you would be doing anyway, right? You're just going to be living your natural way. The size four version of you wants to exercise because that's what she does. She's not really thinking all that much about it. It's just part of her regimen. In fact, she feels bad if she doesn't do it. Same thing with the food. Uh, she doesn't want to eat pasta four, day, four times a day. Wouldn't even fathom it because it's just kind of not her thing. And she expects to go and, you know, ride bikes because she really wants to, <laughs> you know, or to, uh, 
to, to take the stairs because, you know, it's fun to get a few extra steps in for a Fitbit or whatever. I mean, it, it's a natural thing, right? So if you start to orient yourself from being, to, like, literally stepping into the version of you that's already that changed person, already that other version, then all of this list stuff that you would feel so arduous if you were originating from the old you now becomes your natural way of being from the new you. And what you will find is that a lot of the cravings, a lot of things that you expect to have to fight, you know, resist, do all that, will literally dissipate. And then, yes, there will be some work to be done, but it will not be anywhere near as difficult. So that is a really uh, great tip to to do. And you can... Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of fancy ways to do parallel work. I won't go into that here, but what I will say is you can just close your eyes very naturally, close your eyes, take a nice deep breath, and do, you know, five or ten minutes of visualizing yourself as that other person, you know. And literally you could see yourself stepping through a veil like a curtain. You know, see a double curtain and just going from the version of you now, let's say you're a size 20, and then you walk through that curtain and you're a size 4, and you start to to orient yourself to that person, or you could meet that person through that veil and then merge with her, hug her and merge with her, however you want to do that. You know, you let let the visualization kind of bubble up for you. Um, just for the sake of time, like I said, I'm not going to go really, really deep into that right now. But just the fact that you're embarking on it in that way you will find that you'll create a lot more ease around the process and you'll natural, it'll feel much more natural to have that knowing that you're already that person and operate already as that person because your whole body and your whole nervous system, everything will start to align with who you choose to be instead of sitting on the other side in your old self and, and yearning about what's over the fence. Know, what's on the other side of the curtain? You're yearning for, oh gosh, if only I was this, and then I would have that, and if I was this, and then I'm, and, and you're in that yearning space. That what you're doing is you're pushing yourself into a parallel where you're just always in lack, right? You're, you're, you, you have a, a, a whole lack mentality around it. Okay, so, um, I think I hope you know, I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to take a question or two. If you'd like to call in and ask a question. The number to do that is 917-889-2626. That's 917-889-2626. And, um, and, and play with it, okay? There's not no perfection. Uh, you know, obviously, there's going to be some things that are easier than others, like we said when we start the list. But it's a, that's a process that, I, that I've used myself. I never asked you guys to do anything I haven't done myself. It's a process that I've used to make many, many, many changes very successfully. Um, so give that, give that a try. And like I said, at the beginning of the show, if you want some support, um, definitely sign up for one of the readings or apply for our mastermind because that's where we really, really get deep into this stuff and and get all of the real nuances and all the different tools and and whatnot. All right. So, all right, Sam, my beautiful producer, um, I think we have a caller. So let's take Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi. <clears throat> Hi, how are you? Hi. Um, can you good. Hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thanks um, for waiting really, so long. <laughs> oh, that's okay. It was my pleasure because, you know what, Mari, you spoke to what I was going to ask about. And that was, oh, <laughs> I said, at, at some point, 
there has to be a time when you recognize, I am this now, okay? I've been working at it and working at it and doing everything. And now when I, I am what I want to be, okay? I am who I want to be or where I want to be. At some point, you, I guess you have to come into, would you say, alignment or awareness? Well, I am that now. Okay, even in me asking you the question, who am I asking the question? Am I the person that already knows that I'm where I want to be, or am I the person that's still trying to get there? And so I had to ask myself, and you, you, you just spoke to that actually. (laughs) I said, yeah, you, you have to. At some point, you have to recognize. Well, look, I'm already this right now. There is no time, no space, but right here, right now, right this moment. And I have right. to be it now. I have to be yep. it now. What what day is it going to come if I'm not it right in this moment? And so you you just answered that because I and I want to thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you are so welcome, and I'm so excited that you experienced it that way. I can add a little bit to what you just said, and that is um, okay. What's really cool is. Yes, we could go to the either or, the version of us before the change or the version of us after the change. But what you just did is you rose up to the observer, which is seeing both Oh, okay. And that's even more powerful. So when we have our higher self, so so what what we're trained to believe and trained to, as we grow up, especially in formalized religion, is that, you know, we have a body and within our body is a soul or spirit and and we and you know we have to work our body and work through our lives and all this and you know periodically like on Sundays we go and we acknowledge that the soul or spirit you know have, might have right. something to do with life and all that. But what it really works out to be from a frequency perspective is we're these big giant balls of energy that choose to have a portion of ourselves take on a body experience yeah. in a lifetime. So like a symbol of a body. When you and you have multiple symbols, that's those parallels are saying multiple symbols of bodies going on simultaneously. That, but you're still that huge, bigger portion of you too. You're still part of that bigger whole. You're just take individualizing a piece of yourself and driving around like in a body car, like in a car, right? So right. when you are starting to evaluate yourself, what you do is you go into the observer mode, which is going back up into the higher self and observing the various options that you have and saying, okay, that one didn't work, this one could work, okay, I'm going to choose this. And that's what you okay. just did. Is oh. that you, and that's what meditation is, is you rejoin with that higher self and you observe your life from the higher vantage point. And then you step back in. When you come up out of meditation, you go back into your beta consciousness and you're back into your, you know, your matter, into your, your physical world. where you're operating primarily from your mental mind and your regular human faculties, now you've stepped into whichever version you desire. But when you go into meditation or you start to contemplate, you go up into observer. And that, if you can make that distinction for yourself, it will become even more powerful because then you can see kind of the highs and lows, the pros and cons of all versions and then make better choices instead of this permission slip right. to step from one to the other. Do you know what I mean? You can actually right. observe right. it without even stepping into it yet, okay. which is even higher level. Does that make sense? Yes, it absolutely does. Oh, thank you very much for that insight. I appreciate that. 
You're so welcome. The, I, gonna, I am the observer, right? Okay. Yep. And then, and then you can say, and now I choose to participate in this version of me. Okay. You know, ah, I am the observer, very... and now I choose to participate in this aspect, this version of me. And some days, trust me, you will say, you know what? Screw it. I, that version of me is too hard. I want to be this complaining version over here today. I just want to. I just. I'm just going to bitch. <laughs> That's it. That's you know? right. But, <laughs> but when right. you're in that space by that. choice, you know, when you're right. in that space by choice, then you can leave it. It's That's when right. you're in oh. that space because of by default that you get into trouble. Right, right. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's very helpful to me. I appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And keep me posted on how things go for you. Sure will. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye bye. All right. So um, that was in that. You know, this is. I love that she that Carla asked that question and that she had made that observation. That is very very powerful. And what you'll find as you go into this work uh, deeper is how fluid things really are. You know, yes, we have these long lists and, you know, and these changes feel so arduous and especially when we go at them without any energetic frequency consideration whatsoever and we just listen to what, you know, who's doing the latest thing on Instagram or Facebook and which potion we should drink, you know, I should have to have the ginger water or the apple cider vinegar and I have to work out with the heart monitor and run around and, you know, and rah-rah myself to death. And, you know, when you're able to incorporate the integration of both the frequency and the physical action, your your progress just, number one, your steps reduce exponentially because it's much more efficient. There's a lot, if you are, if you already are that size four person, there's so many things you don't have to learn how to do because you'll naturally start to notice that you don't have those cravings that you used to have when you were orienting yourself from the from that larger person. Even if you're still that size 22, but you're orienting you're orienting yourself from that size four. A lot of things that you would normally have to work on if you weren't shifting into that size four version of you uh, will eliminate themselves. You'll see the charge is just much lower, much lower. And you'll start to say things. You start to hear. You'll know you're in, you're there when you start to say things like, you know, it's funny. I went to the gym and I didn't even mind today. Or I was in a restaurant with a friend and I didn't care what I ordered. Like it wasn't the last supper. It was like lunch, you know. This is lunch. So having the salad or grilled chicken instead of the cheeseburger or French fries or whatever, that was just like that was easy. It was just easy. Or the other way is I had a cheeseburger today and I didn't feel guilty about it because guess what? Sometimes the four, size four version of you does that. And not only did I not feel guilty, but I don't want another one. I, I honored it and I'm done. I don't, I don't care. I didn't even think about it again. It was like whatever. You know, it wasn't like this horrible knife through the heart. Oh, you just killed it. You killed it. You killed your dreams, your diet, your everything because you had a cheeseburger. and That's what you don't do, right? You're weak. You're this, you're that. So it can work on either direction. Everything is neutral. You assign meaning to each and everything that you experience. So um, I think we're gonna. I think that's gonna be it for today. Again, if you'd like to participate in our Frequency First Mastermind Group, um, which is going to start in March, the registration is open now. As soon as those ten spots are filled. Um, 
some of the people who are already in the mastermind will take up some of those spots. But as soon as the remaining spots are filled, then we close close the registration uh, because I can only handle doing so many private sessions in a week. So if you'd like to participate, please send us an email at support at ahamomentsafe.com to get the application. And also um, be sure to sign up for a reading with me. And we can we can really delve into this in, in a deeper deeper way and customize it just to you. So I think that's it for today. We will be back on the air next week and probably do my, – my goal is to do eight to ten live um, shows. I'm just – batching them a little bit differently than I have in past years just because there's so much going on. But uh, so we'll see you back here same time next week. And I will end with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night.